Yo, what's going on? It's JID, and I'm up here with Funk Flex on Hot 97. Yeah. You know what it is? Funk Flex, JID, yeah. ATL. Joey IE, what up, bro? Flash the camera on my man over there. I mean, I got a couple beats picked out. That's all. Say one time before it beats. Check. Uh, look, get it, split it with my niggas, cause what's mine is ours. Only way you multiply if you divide the power. Grind for hours, fronto, piney sour. Why the fuck you think this nigga cold was high for hours? Why the fuck you think they got me out the slums of Atlanta? Cause J.I.D. a computer boy, I come with the data. Cool keeping my balance, stumbled over a coffee, smooth drink from a chalice. Let me cook, I'm an artist. You can never see me, I be ring the noise. Fuck your ha-has and hee-hees, you see we deploy. Couldn't read me if P.W.E.B. the boys, nigga, C.C.C. Voice for the lead leak, your boy. Pete me, JID be on your TV. My girl ski wee, my weed key wee, my dress TP, my old tea tree. Wake the game up, them boys sleepy. Your rose grew from concrete, soil, and feces. Hear me clear, cause I don't really like to repeat it. Your favorite rapper gets control off, deleted. He sees it, she sees it, nigga. We see the moment. Please show me my opponent, motherfucker. My dad gave me the swag, God gave me the voice. I said you niggas played like we gave you a choice. Just watch how the game played. Don't play with them boys, they breath stinking hands. Shaking and moist, must avoid gun blast, such a joyful noise. Pick your poison, pick your squad of boys, and vandalize some stores. Five, four, trade deuce one. Hey, Sue, son, make nooses or shake loose, cause you can die from a gun. Gay guys do drive bys, that's a fruit roll up. And I ain't homophobic, look, my gunner blower. Tryna turn my city to the modern Sodom Gomorrah. They sneak dissing, but they will not take a shot at the boya. Never Oscar De La Hoya, I'm like, I leave with it. I got this 357, I got this weed with me. And it's crazy because I'm up in NYC with it. Won't catch me with it, huh? Plex Kobe's and shit. I ain't Lil Weezy, but that nigga expired my dreams. So word to him, J, Nas, yeah, Kenny and D. But watch this guillotine flow, slice the head of a king. Or king's cool, kamikaze, just step on the scene. Just like somebody has a rope in the crack and I think Cracking a box and a lock in a temperate rage. I was down on my socks and intoxicated in the rain. Cause my rhymes wasn't getting to the people from the page. I took my piggy bank, came back to the aid with the felony charge. Pending it, phone, pay the state. Pendulum swing, swang, swung. Knocked me across my face. Realizations of not becoming anything. Kinda funny cause it's like a fucking dungeon in my brain. Put a noose around my neck, let that bungee cord hang. Call upon the Lord, man. I need run support or a magic wand. Maybe Dumbledore to help me out and get me out this damn revolving door. The hell we bout to do? I'm bout to just jump off the porch. I know I'm bound to make it. Boy, I'm the Calvinor. Megatron with the puns. I'm like the Calvin boy. Saddle the cattle niggas down for the battle. It ends one or two ways in the ground of the gavel. Gravel under my toe, thinking the time I don't travel. Mind over matter, not with the chatter. You running my data. Blacker the black of niggas act up and act as if the reaction that happened is hella tragic. But it's part of the pattern. Patty cake in her face and she free basing and scraping it off the plate. Oh. On that white, cause that green being tested by the state on his mic so i formulate the method every day what you like what you want to hear i show you how it's made on his hand straight fuck a beer see a slim waist and a friend i could probably cover two like a buccaneer you know what it is j.i.d should i get forget should i get something else situated let's do it oh yeah yeah got man speed it up run it back run it back run it back let me get up from top from the top j.i.d's here boys it's my shit it's my shit right here Alright, I got you, whatever. Uh, <laughs> Alright, where we gonna go with this one? Um, check, this is my big shit, where's the big? 
Rest in peace, rest in peace, the late great B.I.G. Habeas corpus, how to produce a fucking body on the spot. Never not being ready for whatever. I had a fight with the devil himself. He was upset that God's a woman never let them fuck, so he was mad in hell. The irony mad as hell, cause you weak. Thinking about these niggas in the rap game, boy, you weak. I don't speak unless a nigga speak to me. But I think I'm on the brink of us. It's like Eureka, Eureka. I got it. Coming for your spot with headshots and red dots. Have my sister beat your lady into some red bottoms. The flow like Alzheimer's. Spit it, forget it, but he quit with it all the time. God is good all the time. Jitty got all the rhymes, all the rhythms. I grab pens, calculate flows, algorithms, arithmetic, a mathematician. The rhythm could kick, the sound to kill him, but don't even need the hassle. I just need the keys to the castle and some weed. Tell that judge you won't need my pee like pterodactyl. I don't feel these niggas. Down South Georgia, boy, watching Troy, I'm a kill these niggas. Just snap like Achilles tennis, you need to stretch more. Niggas tried to kick it to me, I'm Devin Hester with the Russian chop I got from my homegirl, Sweatler. Get in the booth, and niggas sweating, it's a sweat lodge. When Jit in the room, you better come with all your methods. Insidious moves, we taking flight when it's dark at night. Big gun with the sharpest knife, Hill Harper height. Glocks and Toy Story, J.I.D. like a Gorgonite. Poltergeist, chill up your spine when it's cold at night. Pour Quattro in the coldest Sprite, then bite down Denzel with the overbite <laughs> me and your lady on the motorbike she facing me so I can motor motor titties after this next ride mm. usually I'm blowing weed like currency and jet life huh niggas aiming at dome so keep your vest tight <laughs> I'm just trying to get my steps right for it's a bloody mess I was blessed with treasure inside the trash sever my hands reaching through the metal and glass it's been a blast feeling magic in the madness give me your hands give me passion anything that can equal some satisfaction looking for love at the end of this hand by the Looking for pub, let me pin your next album. Call from above, tell me, Jizz, you been allowed to point it. Reemerge, kicking lyrics in the south, no issue. Wipe that drizzle off your mouth. It's time to wake up the house. Y'all niggas been playing skins versus blouses. I'ma keep my shirt on until some hoes come out. Always keep your word, homie. Y'all know nothing else. I'm your father, go get a switch your belt. <laughs> Interrupting my method. In here making this velvet. Grab my dick and do a thrust with my pelvis. My shoes sway, but don't fuck with no Elvis. I'm from the era of real shit. Killer be kill shit, killer be real quick. Float like butterflies. Thing like killer be flow worth kilograms. You niggas killing me, thinking you it is me. What shit to an enemy, enemy, anyone getting me? I'm the epitome. Hold on, you know what it is? AIT Funk Flash AT. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, motherfucking bars in the building. Motherfucking bars there by JID, Jiddy Jid. From Dream Mills, Dreamville. Shouts out JID from Dreamville. Shouts out the whole Dreamville. Motherfucking bars there. Fucking bars by JID. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another great episode of the Quintessential Podcast, right? Episode 36 in this bitch. Episode 36. And hold up, I just got, I just got, I just got to play this, yeah, just after that. I just got to play this. You know nothing about that. Now listen. That's called motherfucking bars, nigga. Yeah, bars. Now listen. That's called motherfucking bars, nigga. That's bars. That's bars by GD Jid. Shouts out to Funk Flex Hot 97. All the crew down there. <laughs> yes, ladies and gentlemen. Episode 36 of the Quintessential Podcast. Yes, I'm your host, Mr. Q. Right. Got a very busy week, got a lot of shit to get to, ladies and gentlemen. So let me just start off as we normally do. Hope everybody is in good health. Cannot stress that enough. Hope everybody is in good health. Right. Hope everybody had a good week last week and hope everybody's gearing up to have a good week this week. Again, cannot stress. Hope everybody is in a good health, a state of health. Yes, that's it. 
That's it. It's getting colder out here in the UK now, right? Yeah, we're going the hoodie season. Hoodie season. Right, so yeah, we're pulling up the coats and the jackets and the hoodies out here. It's getting cold out here. But you know, I like the fall as well, so signifies the end of the year. Christmas is coming and all that shit, yeah. I like that. Halloween, October and all that, yeah. It's, 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 it's I, I like this kind of season, I do, I do. You get all that uh, coughing season music, all that dark kind of music coming around this time. I like that shit. That's my shit. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so yeah, we've got a lot of shit to get to, so without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let's get the show rolling, and you know how we do, hit this drop one time for these bitches! Quintessential. <laughs> yes, sir. Right, let's kick things off, ladies and gentlemen, right, we've got a lot of shit to get through, so let's kick it off as we always do, on the single side of things, so we got Swizzay, Swizzy is uh, promoting his next upcoming album, Poison. Set to drop November 2nd, he released the first single with Lil Wayne, with uh, Poi- uh, was it called Pistol on My Side, sorry, he released that uh, first single with Lil Wayne, Pistol on My Side, P.O.M.S., just a couple of weeks ago, and he follows that up now with his second single, 25 Soldiers with Young Thug, right, uh, yeah, so he's prepping up to release this Poison album, his second Hard to believe his second debut studio album, Poison, November 2nd. And he comes through with his joint with Young Thug called 25 Soldiers. Now right off the bat, we already know production on this album is going to be crazy. As you know, Swizzy is one of the all-time great producers we have in this culture. Uh, in this hip-hop industry as well. And uh, also, uh, and the key fact in that is that J. Cole is executively producing this album as well. So, you know... Uh, this album is set to be, a, a, you know, production-wise, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. So right off the bat, we know the production is going to be crazy. We know the beat selection is going to be good. And that is also reflected here in this 25 Soldiers song with Young Thug. The beat is hard as nails. goes hard. Swizz sounds hard on it. Young Thug sounds hard on it. And obviously, from that, you already know what I think of the single. It is fucking hard. It's flames. I like it. Right? Uh, did not really... You wouldn't really think a Swiss beats uh, beat with Young Thug will go that well, but you know this one works. This does work, and as I said, it is hard as nails. Beat is hard. Swiss sounds hard. Young Thug sounds Young Thug sounds hard. It's just a really hard track, and yeah, so it is obviously building anticipation for me and a lot of other people for Swiss's Poison album. He's got obviously Little Wayne on there, Jim Jones, Pusha T. He's got UK's own gigs, gigs making big moves out here. Shout out the Hollow Don, you know, SN1, you know, shouts out the gigs. So, yeah, he's on this album as well. Uh, yeah, as I said, Pusha T, gigs, Jim Jones, Lil Wayne, Young Thug. you got a lot of people on there. So, a really good selection of artists on there. And, yeah, it is gearing up to be, uh, you know, so far, a really, really good album. Two for two on the single side of things. And yeah, cannot wait to listen to this Poison album from Swizz. Just for the production alone, it's just getting me gassed for this album. So yeah, great track there. Swizz Beats and Young Thug with 25 Soldiers off of that Poison album. Dropping 2nd of November. This is on your streaming services now, so go stream that, cop that. By the way, if you want to do pre-order the album, whatever you want to do, go do that. And as always, I will post the link to these songs in the bio of the episode once it is released. So that is on your streaming services now. Next up, 
we got Anderson Park, yes, loud. Yes, he makes his return and he drops the first single with your first assumed single from this uh, long awaited second studio album, Oxnard. No longer Oxnard Ventura, I think it's just going to be called Oxnard, in reference to where he's from. He uh, premiered this record on Thursday on Beats One with Zane Lowe. This one was uh, called Tense with Kendrick Lamar. Right, and it's a very funky, very smooth, funky vibe on here. Very smooth, funky vibe, as uh, Anderson is known for. And it's a great track, great track. Uh, these two have collaborated in the past on that Compton album, on Dr. J's Compton album. And they're fans of each other, you know, being signed uh, to Interscope as well. So they're, they're, they're fans of each other. And yeah, they, they make great music together. And this is a reflection of that. They both sound great on this. And uh, you know, you know, guys know I'm a huge Anderson Park fan. I'm a fan of Kendrick Lamar as well, and so I was rushing to hear this track, and it did not disappoint. I really like it. I really like it. It's a very smooth, funky uh, track here with him, uh, Anderson and Kendrick. So yeah, it's all flames, all flames up in there. And cannot wait for this Oxnard album. I don't know when it's coming. He hasn't put a date out or anything. No, no announced date, no release date or anything like that. So we all know it is done. Dr. Dre said he's mixed it and it's done now. Now we're just waiting on a date. So I'm thinking he's gearing up to uh, announce a date maybe sometime this month. Uh, Hopefully, let's keep our fingers crossed. Uh, But yeah, another fire single, another fire song out there this week. So that's Anderson Park and Kendrick Lamar with Tense. Go check that out. That is on your streaming services as well. Next up, we got LMA. LMA, who is set to drop her debut studio album uh, titled after herself, LMA. That's going to come out this Friday, October 12th, right? So she drops off the song, the long rumored uh, collaboration with her and Chris Brown, right? And the song title just, you know, uh, when I first heard it, I was like, what the fuck is this? And you guys will feel like that as well. The song title is called Whatchamacallit, right? So you're looking at it like, what the fuck? Fuck is this? Why is she name a song like this? And then you listen to the song. Song's about cheating, right? And having an affair with uh, someone else while you're still in a relationship. And uh, to be honest, so she just brands. She doesn't openly come out saying this. Is, uh, she she basically gives the thing a name, not like side chick or side hoe or side uh, side guy or anything like that. Or you know, she just calls it. It's a watch him and call it. So I can think of a thousand different other things that you can call this instead of instead of a whatchamacallit, right? Like what the fuck? Where you where you, where you going with this, Ella? Uh, so I, I, I mean, just just the song title. I think that that's one uh, one of the bad things about the song, right? Uh, yeah, as I said, there's enough there's there's countless other things she could have called a cheating or an affair or whatever you want to call it, right? Uh, you can make up a phrase for God's sake, but not a bloody whatchamacallit. You know, like it's this just just sounds so uh not 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 it doesn't sound like organic, you know, to me. And then obviously her with Chris Brown on this song. I also gotta tell you, I think this is uh, Chris Brown killed this. Made it he made it his own song and it sounds like Ella's featured on this song, to be honest. Because Chris took this and he just fucking blew out the water with this. So it sounds like a Chris Brown song featuring LMA, not not LMA featuring Chris Brown, if I'm honest. Uh yeah, so not intentionally the song I probably you want to hear from Ella. Uh, in that sense, you, you expect her to like you know have this be her like her debut album and this be the the one with Chris Brown to be like where she shines the most. But I think she's getting outdone by Chris Brown on this one, right? 
So this song's not bad in, in in any other way. It's a great, it's a fire song, right? Apart just apart from the the name of the song, and you know her, uh, you know not uh, I say not uh, not living up to um, the the vocal or, or the not or not her, or her not living uh, or not going par for par with Chris Brown on this in terms of her vocals. That's my opinion, right? Still a great song. Right, and I still love Ella. Shouts out to Ella. She is from the UK. Got a bigger up, big up, big love from here, the UK for Ella. But I just think this song is more a Chris Brown featuring Ella May song, and the song title just uh, gives it that, you know, that that just what the fuck is this? What the other, you know, like why are you calling it that? But nonetheless, the song is the de- uh, song is decent, and uh, you guys go have a listen to that, right? Uh, but uh, that, that that's that's <laughs> that's my two cents on this song. Yeah, good song, but. I just feel like it could have been a lot more than what it was made out to be. Uh, I don't know if this is going to be these. Like obviously, Budop's taken off, Trip's taken off. Uh, uh, you expected this Chris Brown feature to be like the next number one. I don't know if it will be, uh, honestly. But uh, if it is, it's probably on uh, Chris's strengths alone, in my opinion. And it's just probably just going to come out with a new catchy phrase with this whatchamacallit thing is people are going to start to be using that so uh, obviously that can generate more steam for Ella in that sense but I know uh, people like myself are just like uh, you know why are you calling it that you can call it something else and you know Chris Brown on this you know get uh, you know blew it blowing it out of the water you it's just like mm, not really sounding like an LMA song but yeah you guys gotta check it out that's LMA and Chris Brown with the what the fuck titled what you might call it <laughs> and that is actually the song name that's not me making up a word that's not me you know filling the air the song actually is called what you might call it right <laughs> right next we've got trigger trey trey songs yes trey returns after being absent for god knows how long about two years a year and a half two years he hasn't put out any projects since that trigger reloaded i think that was about yeah two years ago uh yeah so he hasn't put out any new sort of projects or anything that since maybe a few looses here and there but yeah, he makes his return uh this week and he uh packs a punch bringing in with him two chains and yo gari and he drops off the how that sound the strip club the strip strip club theme vibe banger out uh song here so yeah uh this song is what you expected to be from trey you know trey trey talking about with the women you know as he does best Two chains talking about women in the strip clubs and Yogoti as well talking all about that stuff. So it's what you expect from this song. I I, I do like the song. Uh, it's good to hear from Trey after all this time. Uh, so hopefully he's prepping up some project or something like that uh, where this will land. But yeah, this is your typical uh, strip club vibe, uh, club banger song. You know how that sound, how that sound. Your typical like Trey songs banger kind of uh, joint here. So yeah, not much to decipher on this. But just to say that, yeah, it's a good track. I I enjoyed it. I enjoyed listening to Trey after a long time. And I'm sure a lot of his fans will uh, as well. So, yeah, really good track there uh, with Trey's songs, 2 Chains and Yogoti with how that sounds. Go check that out. It's on your streaming services as well. Right, we've got a lot of news to get into, ladies and gentlemen. A lot of news. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, a lot of news to get into. So, let's kick things off with Lil Wayne. So, shouts out to Lil Wayne. You know, with the Carter Five, him selling four hundred and sixty, 
four or 468,000 units this week, right? 141 of them were, tra 141,000 of those 464,000 were traditional sales. He gets the number one spot this week on the billboard for the car of five. Well deserved by Wayne. And shouts out to Wayne's air horn and his bitch for Wayne. Yes, sir. <laughs> Big shout out to Wayne, you know, a great, uh, a really good album there with Carter 5 and yeah, him moving all them units. Uh, Logic coming in number two, uh, pulling out about 1,670,000 uh, uh, units uh, with uh, Young Sinatra 4. Uh, yeah, so shout out to him as well. So yeah, shout out to Wayne, shout out to Logic for a, a really good week in terms of their projects and sales. Uh, speaking of Wayne, uh, Wayne was a guest on Elliot Wilson's Crown uh, this last week. Uh, Elliot did ask him the question that why isn't Drake featured on on the album? And Wayne clears up the confusion because uh, Drake was uh, Drake was on the album. We had a song, but it just uh, dealt with a lot of clearance issues and we couldn't get it cleared in time. And I really wanted to put the project out, so um, yeah, his song didn't make the cut. We did have a song, but it just uh, it wasn't uh, um, cleared in time. So uh, he, that that explains the situation of Drake being absent from this album, and uh, yeah, so yeah, that was it was great. It was a great uh, interview. Great to see Wayne out back out in the open, and you know, he just looks a lot more happier. And yeah, he's just he, yeah, he's just making more appearances now, and yeah, he just he just looks more happy and looks like he's enjoying himself, and you know, looks like he's just freed. And yeah, so that's good to see. So you know, you go check out that uh, interview with Elliot Wilson on Crown. Right, and yeah, so a good interview there. Next up, right, Tyson Beckford still not letting Kanye sleep, still letting Kanye and Kim have it, right? Now, Kim this last week has posted two very, very raunchy photos on Instagram. One with her laying on the bed with her mouth open in a, in a bikini, a very scandally clad uh, bikini. And another one, that was a, a top half shoot. And then the second photo was the... Uh, Photo of her in the same bikini, but from from the was it from the from the chest down was if you want to say right if you want uh, me to paint a picture for you. <laughs> so Tyson Beckford still uh, not letting uh, Kanye, uh, you know, uh, box him in or you know just uh, to silence him from what Kanye said a couple of weeks ago. And he that photo that he put uh, the photo of Kim's top half right where she's laying down on the pillow with her mouth open. Tyson Beckford uh, photoshops a picture of the eggplant right into her mouth where it looks like she's actually sucking dick. And she calls uh, uh, Kanye a fuckboy. Yeah, and so he's still saying Kanye's a fuckboy for all this stuff he did on SNL. And he's still going after Kim as well. After Kanye was like, don't talk about my wife, don't speak of my wife. So yeah, Tyson Beckford not backing down on that front. So let's see if Kanye notices this, if he gives a response, if he does or not, and let's see if Tyson still continues his uh, his tirade on the Kanye and the Kardashian family. <laughs> pretty funny though, I ain't gonna lie, pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> That's how she did make a living. Ooh, gunshots. <laughs> right, moving on. Speaking of the Kardashians, you know, and... Uh, yeah, I don't really like to speak to the Kardashians, but I thought this bit of interesting news. Kim Kardashian's insurance company sues a former bodyguard for $6.1 million for the Paris robbery debacle, right? So, if you guys remember a couple, I think about two years ago or so, was it Kim was in Paris and uh, that very tragic incident happened of her, her being robbed at gunpoint. So, 
uh, news broke this week that uh, her insurance company that hired uh, this uh, bodyguard they're suing the bodyguard for six over six million dollars in uh, for the Paris robbery. So shout out to uh, uh, CBS Baltimore for this article. So it says the insurance company that paid Kim Kardashian West after she was robbed of millions of dollars worth of jewelry in Paris two years ago is suing her former bodyguard. American International Group, also known as AIG, filed a lawsuit Wednesday in Delaware against Pascal Duvier and his company Protect Security, seeking $6.1 million, uh, the court document shows. The insurance company claims Duvier and the security firm uh, negligently, carelessly and or recklessly performed their protection, security, monitoring, inspection and or surveying of Kim Kardashian West and the private apartment where she was staying for Paris Fashion Week in October 2016, according to the complaint. In the document, AIG says the defendants left Kardashian West alone in her room and failed to address and correct several security breaches, including a missing or broken lock, a malfunctioning intercom system and a lack of closed-circuit television in the building. The company also says the building's concierge did not have any security training and or background. Kim Kardashian West was held at gunpoint and robbed of an estimated $10 million in cash and jewellery by five men dressed as police officers, the French Interior Ministry has said. The Paris Prosecutor's Office said a ring estimated in 2016 to be worth €4 million, Euros, that's $4.49 million, and a jewellery box with contents worth about €5 million, Euros, that's equivalent to about $5.6 million, was stolen. A source familiar with the incident told CNN at the time that Kardashian West security detail was with her sisters at a nightclub at the time of the robbery, but did not specify uh, if that included Duvier. Duvier, the CEO and the chairman of Protect Security, has been a security consultant for a number of other celebrities, including Sigur Sierra and the Black Eyed Peas, in addition to other members of the Kardashian-Jenner family. So, um, there's been a lot of conspiracy theories about this, as well as this robbery was true or not, or if it's fake, or was it set up, was it a publicity stunt? Uh, I'm not going to talk much on it, because obviously I'm not going to uh, shit on or you know disrespect something that is like quite tragic and you know does happen on a daily basis people are robbed and especially in um uh, in an incident where you know it's at gunpoint and things like that i think it's no joke uh however uh it's just making me think that this happened now two years ago and um why are they just coming out now suing the company and the insurance company and things like that surely when it happened or after it happened kim should do a Kim uh, would have, you know, said like, you know, this company is this and that, didn't it? And uh, they didn't protect me properly or whatever, right? Um, and she should have come out with, you know, suing them then. Uh, leaving it two years later, I'm not sure how, you know, how that looks out. But uh, yeah, uh, a lot of theories about this, and you know, uh, I, 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 I do not want to speak on the situation to, because you know, the situation is quite. Uh, it is it's it's quite delicate, you know. Obviously, you know, robbery is not a joke, as I said. So, uh, but I'm not sure, you know, uh, uh, about the whole situation in in the sense of you know, like of what they're explaining here. Uh, yeah, but um, I don't know. Let's let's see if more information comes out about this. I just thought it's quite interesting to see that you know, just two years afterwards, that they're, they're making a claim on this. Take with that what you may think, or what 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 take take from that what you whatever. But um, it's just, just a bit, bit odd and a bit fishy to me in that sense, you know. 
but let's see, let's see, let's see what comes out on this anyway. So yeah, interesting, interesting. Meek Mill, Meek Mill, also off of accepting the um, uh, Billboard Award last week, and him talking about his albums coming really, really soon. I thought this was a very good, uh, um, very good uh, thing Meek did. Uh, he talked about uh, he penned an open letter to himself, to his younger self, right, and um, talking about what he would do different if he were to give advice to his younger self. And I found that. Uh, uh, really, really good for Meek. I found that uh, you know, just you know, wow, like um, you know, like what what Meek's gone through, and you know, it was just really good to see. So and uh, good, good to hear. Let's uh, let, uh, let let me let, let me play this for you. All right, is Meek penning an open letter to himself, and what he'd tell his younger self right now if he could. <laughs> What they're saying in Meek Mill's life has been a constant fight with battle scars to show for it. But the Philadelphia MC stands tall and as he faces his most imposing opponent yet, the criminal justice system. Meek pens an open letter to his younger self about perseverance, race in America and recognizing power. Life is about to get very real for you. Like beyond your dreams and nightmares. I'm writing you from 2018 because I need you to be very present in 2006. I need you to focus on the weight of your talent and how it aligns you with your purpose. I know right now life is tough, but you have to believe me when I say it's only temporary. You will not be a victim of your circumstances. Your struggles are just building you a greater tomorrow. You are gifted a skill to communicate to the masses. You are here to inspire, awaken, and motivate the generations to come. Like our old heads used to tell us, heavy is the head that wears the crown. You will get your... What would I told you if one day you would do a song with Mariah Carey? Or better yet, buy a Ferrari after you bought your Rolls Royce. But past all that fly shit, you want to know what tops it all? Your mom never have to worry about money again because you believed in yourself. The countless times she risked it all to feed you and Ashima won't be in vain. Took 11 years of my life. But I can't stress it enough how much it costs to be a young leader. You can be that mirror to the youth. The example that it is possible to turn two handcuffs into Audemars and Rollies. The thing is, unlike most of the sea of black and brown people unfairly assaulted and incarcerated by police, you had the biggest voice. You had the ability to turn your mugshot into a flashlight that exposes an incredibly unjust judicial system. We didn't expect anything from Judge Brinkley. And while you lifting the generation out from the bottom, never forget you once lived there. Never forget those hunger. Always remember how to fight for food. I don't care if it's a prosecutor or it's a chart-topping rapper. For some music artists, a million fans simply mean a platinum selling album. A million fans for you can mean kids everywhere are depending on your rounds for representation. Think about how abandoned folks are sitting in them jails for crimes they didn't commit. Think about how you felt. And then sprint towards the throne like your life depended on it. It was a traumatic experience, and I'm happy to be back and be a part of what I call history. Because many other lives do. But remember, once you put that crown on, the gifts no longer serve you and your family alone. Your dreams will belong to the world. But ain't this what you've been waiting for? Really dope by me there, really dope. I really like that. And him talking to his younger self there. 
about what he would do different and the advice that he would give him right now after all he's been through. Shouts out to Meek Mill, man. Shouts out to Meek Mill. Uh, lovely to see, you know, that uh, how you know he's you know trying to bring awareness to all this and uh, now after what he's been through. So you know, big respects to Meek Mill on that. Shouts out to him. Great, great, great thing there. That was yeah. Shouts out to Meek. Right, yeah, it's pay, piggybacking off of uh, uh, Kim's thing there, you know. Uh, so Kanye is still on his fuck shit, you know. He did all that bullshit with SNL the other week. Uh, this week he turns up at uh, Detroit uh, uh, College and he rants about Elon Musk and he's telling everybody leave Elon Musk the fuck alone. And you know, obviously there was that viral video of Elon smoking weed on Joe Rogan's podcast. Shout out to Joe Rogan, man. Uh, big fan of yours, big fan of yours, big fan of your podcast, right? Uh, uh, yeah, I really like your podcast, so <laughs> shouts out to Joe Rogan. So yeah, there was that viral clip of Elon Musk on Joe's podcast where he's just smoking weed and, you know, just you know talking about, you know, all his inventions and what he thinks and this and that, right? And then people just shitting on Elon there, uh, you know, not taking him seriously, just like, what the fuck is he doing this for? What's he trying to do and this and that? And obviously Kanye's caught wind of that. Kanye being a big Tesla fan. You know, you've heard him talk about the Teslas. And you've seen him riding around in Teslas. And he thinks they're the car of the future. And they're like the car of the century. Yeah. Um, he goes. He just goes on. The, he goes to this Detroit college. And he rants about Elon Musk. He jumps on the table. Right. And yeah, he talks about, you know, how we should leave Elon Musk the fuck alone. Let, let's see. Let's hear from Kanye what he says on this. Oh, we've got an advert playing. Yeah, so Kanye West uh, visit the College for Creative Studies in Detroit, Michigan on October 2nd and pleaded with students to leave Tesla CEO Elon Musk alone, right? <laughs> so, yeah, let's, let's hear from Kanye on this. Leave that man alone. So yeah, I, I don't know. I see Kanye's doing just more fuck shit now. I just, I'm just like, bro, just you know, you done your shit on SNL. You pissed everybody off. You wore the MAGA hat while wearing a Colin Kaepernick sweater. You know, you know, contrasting it to you delayed Yandi, which not many people care about as well. And I ain't fussed about that. You're trying to get Colin Kaepernick to meet with Donald Trump as well. I mean, you're doing a lot of shit, Kanye, and it's just you know, just. Just put put your foot on the brake, man. Just just go back to focusing on your music or whatever, man. Seriously, seriously, I fuck with you musically. Uh, apart from the last album or two, but uh, I mean, this is just you're just you know you're just looking for things to publicize, Kanye. I just don't know what what's going on, man. Seriously, and I told you, Kanye only talks to us when um he's got a project coming or he's got something to sell, and. And these are just desperate tactics, man. Seriously, like you just go into a random college, and you're just talking about Elon Musk, and you're just ranting and shit and everything like that. And just cut this shit out, Kanye. Seriously, man. I'm getting tired of this. Getting tired. I'm getting tired of seeing Kanye in the news. Period, man. I'm just. If it's not about the music, even though the music has suffered over the last couple of years, women. If it's not about the music, man, I'm not interested, Kanye. Seriously, I'm not. You know, the day I, I read a good news article about Kanye. 
you know, maybe <laughs> this will be a platinum selling podcast. Let's see. <laughs> but yeah, I don't want to hear from Kanye unless it's not about, unless it's about music. Or if he's doing something good, I don't know. But yeah, enough of fucking Kanye and his fuck shit, man. Seriously. Yeah, tired of that shit, man. Alright. I came across another interesting uh, tidbit. uh, And uh, while I was paying respects to Mac Miller, you know. Rest in peace, Mac Miller, as well. When I'm at it again, one of my favourites. They're organising a festival for him. Where a lot of people are performing in the... uh, Which is Anderson Park, Schoolboy Q, Ty Dollar... um, Kehlani, SZA, they got a lot of people performing at this uh, Mac Miller uh, festival where they've organised as well. So, uh, yeah, shout out to them. That's a very nice touch there. Uh, I think his, uh, his parents are the ones organising it, his mother especially. So that was good to see. But uh, another interesting thing I saw about Mac Miller, and this is um, Kevin Gates. So someone you wouldn't expect. Uh, Kevin Gates actually did an interview with Sway. And he goes on to say that Mac Miller was like a brother to me. A lot of people don't know this. So... Kevin Gates recently sat down with Sway. Shouts out the complex for this uh, article as well. He recently sat down with Sway for a four-part interview. Uh, I guess Sway's doing that nowadays, isn't it? You know, with Eminem and now four parts and that. <laughs> uh, and now the uh, second part has arrived. In the latest segment, he opens up about his relationship with Mac Miller. Sway pointed out how both Gates and Miller have always been very open about mental health and substance abuse in their music, which prompts him to ask how he feels about Miller's untimely death. Right. Gates responded that I don't want to talk about it uh, with you, but I've been on Mac Miller. I used to go uh, to his house and record. This was when I used to. <coughs> Excuse me, sorry. This was. Why isn't this article loading right? Bear with me, ladies and gentlemen. Phone's <laughs> acting up here. Apologize, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Yeah, Kevin Gates, uh, Matt Miller. Right, yeah, so. Right. Yeah, so he goes, uh, yeah, um, him, uh, obviously he goes, up, uh, yeah, but I've been on Matt Miller. I used to go to his house and record. This was when I was, uh, this one I, I used to jump out the James Bond coop with a little bitty dog. He was like a brother to me. A lot of people don't know. I fuck with dude. I do. I didn't get on the internet and be like, hey, rest in peace, Mac Miller, because that wasn't my position. He continued from there, uh, remaining vague about making it clear how much Miller means to him. If I fuck with you, I fuck with you. But me and dude had a personal relationship outside of music, he explained. I believe that he changed for- I believe that he changed form and I don't believe in death. I believe he changed form. Energy never dies, so may peace be upon Mac Miller, not rest in peace. Alright? So yeah, no, um, that was very interesting, you know, two people that I thought that, you know, you wouldn't really see, uh, you know, Kevin Gates and Mac Miller, but you obviously, uh, I haven't really listened to Kevin Gates, I heard that his new album, that Luca Brasi thing is really hard, uh, the only song I actually heard from Kevin Gates was that Two Phones, I got two phones, <laughs> I remember singing that a lot with uh, a couple of my good mates as well, so yeah, um, and that was the only song really I listened to Kevin Gates, I haven't listened to a full project from him. Um, but I heard that his recent project, this Luca Brasi thing, is quite hard. So I may have to give that a spin. But yeah, these two these two individuals didn't really strike me as uh, you know them two having a relationship or them two being really close. Uh, because Kevin's quite reserved with himself, and so is Mac really as well. So uh, yeah, that was interesting, and that was that was that was actually uh, you know interesting, and it was um, 
very enlightening to hear as well, you know. So like Mac Mac touched a lot of people, man, a lot of people, and uh, obviously some of them we don't know, we don't expect. So no, I, that was very interesting and very enlightening to see for myself and read myself. So now, shouts like Kevin Gates and uh, rest in peace, Mac Miller. As I said, yeah. Right, moving on from that to a bit of other news. So Suge Knight has uh, been given 28 years in prison uh, for the murdering, obviously, uh, the individuals on the Straight Out of Compton uh, uh, shoot and uh, the Straight Out of Compton movie shoot uh, when he's um, uh, there on, on site. Uh, we uh, ran over a few, uh, with one or two uh, individuals there and obviously now he's been now given, he's been uh, found guilty and he's been given 28 years, right? And uh, so that was the first bit of breaking news from Sugar. And then Sugar gives his first interview from prison. He claims again that Dr. Joy tried to kill him. Sugar Knight has given his first interview since being imprisoned, in which he repeats, repeats claims that Dr. Joy was involved in the plot to have him killed. Shouts out to NME for this article. This week saw the Death Row Records co-founder sentenced to 28 years in prison following a hit-and-run incident in 2015. The hip-hop titan, who's 53, was formally sentenced today after pleading no contest to a manslaughter charge last month, just days before his trial was due to begin. Knight was accused of running over two men in Compton, Los Angeles after a confrontation on the set of the acclaimed NWA biopic Straight Outta Compton in January 2015. Now, in his first interview from prison, Knight has repeated claims that the, that uh, that laid the blame with Dr. Dre, calling the incident a murder-for-hire case. They also got the paper trail with all the checks and proof of when they talked to the witnesses, saying that Dre came to them first and asked the two guys how much it cost to get rid of me. Knight told the blast and said, and they said that, what you mean by get rid of? And they said, kill him. Knight had previously threatened to sue Dre for $300 million dollars back in 2016 alleging that the rapper universal music and apple tried to have him killed denying the claims back in 2016 a lawyer for dr dre said that given that dre has had zero interaction with shug since leaving death row records in 1996 we hope that shows lawyer has a lot of malicious prosecution insurance knight founded death row records with nwa's dr dre in 1991 where later declared bankruptcy and the label was sold at auction for 24 million his checkered legal history includes two previous jails since 1997 and 2003. Right. Earlier this year, Dr. Dre and Ice Cube have won an appeal over a wrongful death lawsuit involving Knight. Meanwhile, Knight's son recently took to social media to claim that Tupac is in fact still alive and well and living in Malaysia. Don't know how much I believe on that. But yeah, so... Uh, Suge still... Uh, uh, causing rumbles out there really in the in the industry you know he's been uh, he's what well, he's been in the game now for about what 20 30 years and obviously he's not had the best track records and obviously now with him being sentenced he's trying to find someone else to blame and now he's putting that blame on dr dre now whether we know anything about this or not we don't know uh, but knight is the one who's been sentenced and obviously by from his track record as well uh, we don't know how much we can take from this uh, but let's see if more evidence uh, comes to light. If uh, let's see how this uh, uh, unravels. If uh, anything else uh, comes out, or if uh, how, or if any uh, new pieces of evidence come to our light or our attention. So yeah, let's stay tuned for that. Action Bronson. Action Bronson. After releasing that White Bronco record the other week, he announces the release date 
for his new album. November 1st, that's November 2nd, he's releasing his new album, White Bronco, his first independent album uh, after being uh, uh, released from Atlantic, his uh, contract, uh, contractual obligations from Atlantic, he's been released from there. And he talked about uh, how his, he talked about his dismay with being with Atlantic on that. So he's uh, gearing up to release his next album, White Bronco, on November 1st slash 2nd. Yeah, so uh, uh, we'll uh, wait patiently for that. Uh, more album talk news. We've got Quavo re- releasing his uh, solo uh, debut studio album, Quavo Honcho. And that is set to drop this Friday, October 12th. And uh, it's set to feature Drake, 21 Savage, Migos, Cardi B, Kid Cudi, Travis Scott, Lil Baby, Sawitee, and Davido. So he's to, uh, uh, named uh, all these collaborators. He also put out the artwork to the album and it named the title of the album Quavo Huncho, and that Huncho being his nickname. And yeah, so that is set to drop on this Friday as well, along with Ella Mays. Uh, LM, uh, our debut studio album as well uh, speaking of LMA as well yeah as we said she's set to drop her album right this Friday uh, October 12th along with Quavo right and uh, since so uh, the track list was rele- uh, released <laughs> yeah funny thing uh, she teased two songs from so she, uh, this week uh, she uh, uploaded a photo on Instagram of the back cover of the album with, with the track listing right initially she uh, <laughs> she blurred out uh, all of the tracks except for Boot Up and Trip. Uh, and a lot of people were making jokes on Instagram saying that, oh, she's trying to hide these from Jack Crease. <laughs> she's trying to hide these from Jack Crease. As Jack Crease said, uh, we talked about it the other last week that he had his version of Trip taken down. So I found that really, really, I found that really funny. <laughs> but yeah, on Friday, she actually released a full uh, track listing to this album. So this album goes 16 tracks. Just under an hour, about 55 minutes or so, right? And it's obviously got uh, the uh, previously released Booed Up, obviously. Then we got uh, the uh, Trip as well. Uh, it features uh, the track Naked from her, uh, just a single that she put out last year. Booed Up being from that EP as well, uh, last year as well, uh, from last year as well. So... We got, as I said, we got sixteen tracks here. We've got track one, emotion; two, good, bad; three, dangerous; four, source; five, watch them call it with Chris Brown; six, cheap shot; seven, shot clock; eight, booed up; track nine, everything with John Legend; track ten, own it; track eleven, run my mouth; uh, track twelve, gut feeling featuring her. Can't wait to hear that. Thirteen, trip; fourteen, close; fifteen, easy; and sixteen, naked, being the bonus track. So you've got just about three features on there. Chris Brown, John Legend and her. And the rest of that, she goes solo for it. So yeah, uh, that's the track list for LMA's upcoming debut studio album titled LMA. And that is set to drop Friday, October 12th. So let's stay tuned for that. And I'll see, I will give you my review on that once it's released next week. And rounding off uh, the news uh, types of the uh, news segment of the show, we've got Cat Williams. So, you know, Cat Williams has been in the news a lot recently. Obviously, his beef with her, his uh, issues with Tiffany Haddish, which then he apologised to her at the Emmys. Uh, his trouble with Kevin Hart. And uh, Kevin Hart responded to him. And, you know, saying he's a fuck-up and he, he decided to do drugs, he decided to do this. He's never promoted any of our artists. So, uh, yeah, he's been in the news a lot. And so, and then now he's in the news for the wrong, uh, wrong uh, things, and not that it comes as a surprise as, as regarding his track record. 
Cat Williams arrested for assaulting driver in Portland, Oregon. We all have a person. Shouts out to uh, the grapevine for this article. We all have the person we root for uh, doggedly, uh, stubbornly, and despite all the messed up self-sabotaging stuff they do. Cat Williams, for a reason I don't quite understand, remains that person for a lot of people, including myself. Williams seemed on the up and up for a minute after riveting an Emmy-winning guest appearance on Atlanta, but unfortunately is back in the news for more troubling reasons, this time for allegedly assaulting a hired driver in Portland, Oregon. So, according to KTVU-TV, a local Fox affiliate, Williams was arrested on suspicion of assaulting a hired driver who picked up the comedian at Portland International Airport on Friday night. As multiple outlaws report, a fight broke out after an argument between the town car driver and Williams over transporting his dog. Williams was on his way to a Wild and Out comedy improv show, uh, where he was actually uh, a part of the show for quite a number of seasons at the beginning. Uh, So, uh, he was on his way to a Wild and Out comedy improv show that evening before he proceeded. Well, wild uh, before the uh, before the evening proceeded, proceeded he uh, wild the hell out in the car. Of course, this is far, far, far from the first time Williams has had a run-in with the law. Uh, as USA Today reports, that the prolific comedian actor has been arrested at least a dozen times in the last ten years, and this is presumably not counting that incident in 2016, when Williams got into a fight with a teenage boy and lost. <laughs> if you guys are not familiar with that, go go see that video on YouTube. Cat Williams gets the Breaks beaten off of him by like a teenager, six, seventeen year old. He gets thrown to the ground. He gets choked out by a seventeen year old. Uh, pretty funny. <laughs> Port of Port, uh, Portland police say that the driver suffered cuts to the face and swelling. USA Today writes: As of Sunday night, Williams was still behind bars at the Mortimer County Jail. His uh, arraignment is scheduled and set for today. Yeah, so Cat being in the news again for the wrong reasons. Uh, I don't know what's going on, you know. I really like Cat as a comedian. I fuck with Cat as a comedian. His stand-ups are really funny. I, I like them. Uh, like he, uh, I used to watch... Uh, I came up watching him on Friday uh, after Next and then Wilder Now and My Wife and Kids and stuff like that, man. I, 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 it was really funny to me. And then you know, I started watching his stand-ups and things like that. I really liked him. Uh, but you know he's just it's just harming his character doing all these things and you know, as I said based on his track record as well it's not a great look really for him man seriously so uh, just uh, yeah let's see what how the story unfolds as well and uh, yeah let's uh, yeah, can't really say much else on that matter right uh, that wraps up the new side of things right let's talk about a bit of sport as well man we had the big fight this week we had Conor McGregor versus Khabib Nurmagomedov right for the lightweight title apologies if I'm saying Khabib's last name wrong uh, this is the, uh, the, that's the only way I got to uh, well trying to pronounce it is from watching the fight and the commentator saying his name Nurmagomedov right <laughs> hopefully I'm saying it right so we had the big fight this week in the UFC UFC 229 Conor McGregor making his uh, return back to UFC after two years off Obviously, in that two years, he faced Floyd Mayweather uh, in the boxing ring and obviously lost that fight via TKO. Uh, but he makes his return to UFC. He made his return to UFC this weekend, this Saturday. Fight was from T-Mobile Arena in Vegas, as always, the big fight arena. So, uh, honestly, uh, this fight, I wasn't uh, paying attention to the build-up in that four, right? However, um, 
on the day before or on the day as well. I just uh, just caught some clips of the press conferences and the build up. And this fight seemed extremely, extremely personal between the two people, between McGregor and Khabib. And uh, yeah, extremely personal. And uh, things I found out is that, that when Connor actually uh, so good, just was just just last year, uh, Connor assaulted, uh, well, he threw a chair at a UFC team bus which Khabib was on. He was allegedly targeting Khabib on that bus, right? And obviously, he, him then that that was it. he was endangering a lot of other people there, and he could have got people killed on that, right? And so I didn't I didn't know that Khabib was on this bus, and it was he was allegedly t- targeting Khabib on that. Uh, and so yeah, that was um, very interesting. Uh, I, I didn't know about that. And then obviously the build up to this fight, I just watched the day before, so and I was actually honestly disgusted by uh, some of uh, McGregor's comments. Uh, targeted at Khabib, and you know, um, yeah, honestly disgusted on that. He was being very disrespectful to Khabib about his religion, uh, his country, uh, as well. So that was very disrespectful to see. Uh, I don't think, like, I know it's the fight game and stuff, but I think some stuff should be off limits. You know, you could trash the other person as much as you want, but you know, don't like when you talk about religion and the country and things like that. It just uh, I, I, that doesn't sit well with me, and I know it doesn't sit well with a lot of other fans. But you know, Connor's defense is always like, "Oh, I'm the hype man for the fight. If no one's going to hype up the fight, I should." There's other ways of hyping up a fight, man. Instead of being racist, instead of being discriminating to a guy's culture and his country and his religion, man. There's other ways you can do that, and seriously, nonetheless. Right, we had the fight on Saturday, right? And um, I didn't know much about Khabib at this point. I didn't know, uh, you know, how good of a fighter he was. I didn't know his record and things like that. And I went back and looked over some uh, some footage of Khabib's fights and uh, just him uh, in general. And I saw that this guy was very, very good on the ground. Like I thought, like his his ground game is, you know, a one man is he, top class. So I thought that, you know, knowing McGregor's ground game isn't that strong, I was like, if Khabib gets McGregor to the ground, it could spell trouble for the Irishman, right? And I think if it goes to the ground, Khabib's got it, he's won it. The only way that Conor can win this fight is if uh, Conor knocks him out straight, which is uh, which is Conor's bread and butter, really. He's knocked quite a lot of people out, well, he's knocked most of the people out in his, in his uh, MMA career. So I thought that's the only way McGregor's going to win this fight. So, lo and behold, we had the fight and a very entertaining fight indeed, to say the least. To say the least, right? And we see in the first round that Khabib takes McGregor down. He's controlling him on the ground. And I thought, wow, from there, that's it, man. It's done. It's done. He's controlling McGregor. He's got the advantage. Not letting him get any shots off or major shots into him. Right? Second round comes and again you know he gets him on the ground and transitions him around and you know they, they stand up for a bit they trade a few blows uh Khabib drops him which was very surprising to me like Khabib was standing right in, even the commentators were saying Joe Rogan uh, and the other commentators there were saying that uh, this is the first guy who's standing in front of McGregor literally in front of him standing up because you know he's got that left jab he's got that left punch which is uh, very devastating and uh, it's the first person they've seen to do that so I thought okay this is where McGregor's going to flourish here. And, you know, here this way could spell a bit of trouble for Khabib. But boy, was I wrong, you know, like, Khabib 
managed to drop McGregor uh, by hitting a well-timed punch on McGregor's chin. And I was just like, oh, wow, now this fight is going to get interesting. Because if he can go toe-to-toe with McGregor, you know, uh, fighting, you know, standing up and fighting, you know, trading blows, then this is a whole different game now. You know, this spells more trouble for Connor. And after he dropped him, that was the third round, and then uh, second, third round, and they were trading blows. And then the fourth round, again, Khabib gets him to the ground, and uh, puts on a neck crank, or to, uh, like a modified version of a chokehold, and he gets McGregor to tap out. The ultimate humiliation, the utter humiliation, to get him to tap out to Khabib, right? And, uh very, uh, I thought that you know, uh, I, I was, I'm not, I'm not a fan of McGregor if I'm honest because of all this shit talking he does in a fight. Uh, I don't like, I, I, I see the aspect of him hyping the fight, but him being disrespectful, I do not stand for at all. And I thought it was just great to see him uh, get beat and get his ass handed to him, right? Even on the scoreboards, uh, uh, Khabib was leading the scoreboard, so uh, even if it went to over the four or five rounds. I think Khabib would have won on uh, on on the scoreboards anyway. So yeah, uh, he uh, McGregor taps out. Khabib wins by submission. Uh, you could see how much it meant to Khabib. He was just yelling at Connor like, "Yeah, you know, like I'm not, you know, like fuck this, you know, yeah, what, you know." And um, then what happened uh, just after that? No one would have expected. No one would have expected. These guys didn't touch. They hated each other. They didn't touch gloves or anything, right? Now. He walks over to Connor's corner, takes out his mouthpiece and chucks the mouth shield at uh, uh, Connor's corner, right? This is why he's in the octagon, right? And Khabib's mouthing off to Connor's trainers, Dylan Daniels at this time, right? Now, uh, we we know how Connor's camp operates. You know, they, they get involved with the trash talk as well with Connor and they've also disrespected Khabib and his religion and his culture and things like that. And I think during the fight as well, he was saying stuff to Khabib from the outside and Khabib was listening, right? So from there, Khabib jumps the octagon fence into the crowd and starts wailing on, fucking just starts hammering on Connor's trainer, Dylan Daniels. And all the police and everything get involved and the security guards get involved and Joe Rogan shouting, no, 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 just saying, right, la, la, la. Meanwhile, while that's happening is... uh. While in the octagon, right, uh, Connor's still laying there, you know, in the shock of defeat and things like that. One of uh, couple, a couple of people from uh, Khabib's camp jumps the octagon and starts hitting on Connor as well. Uh, shit, man, like, everything was popping off. It fucking looked crazy in there, man. It looked fucking crazy. I couldn't believe it when I saw it. I was like, shit, this is fucking insane. And then uh, they managed to get Khabib back in the ring. They managed to get the the um, Khabib's camp, uh, you know, who were uh, hitting on, uh, who, who was smashing on McGregor out of there. They managed to get them both back in the octagon, surrounded by a lot of security. And they managed to escort McGregor out first. And then Khabib was shouting at Dana White, telling him, give me my belt. And Dana was saying, you know, I'm not going to give you the belt. I'm not going to put the belt on you because if I put it on you, people are going to start throwing shit into you, into the octagon and I don't want other people to get hurt. So then they escorted Khabib off and all the fans. All that, that Vegas crowd is all Irish fans, predominantly Irish fans. And obviously, you know, they're there to support McGregor and when he lost, it didn't sit well with him. And then all this shit kicked off and it didn't sit well with them. So 
Uh, yeah, they, when, once they were escorting uh, Khabib off, they started throwing beer at Khabib. You know that being disrespectful to Khabib because he is he he, he is a uh, 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 follows uh, Islam, so he doesn't drink. So I thought that was very disrespectful from the fans on that to do that. Uh, and yeah, so all that shit kicked off, and we were like, "What the fuck?" When I was watching the fight, I was like, "What the fuck, man? This is crazy, crazy, man!" So, uh, very entertaining fight, and just a fucking crazy aftermath on that. Uh, and yeah, and then we come to the post-fight press conference, and McGregor's not there, but uh, Dana White comes out. He says, uh, "What he says is like the." Um, he apologizes. He says this is not what a normal MMA fight is like, and that uh, he's spoken to both. Well, he's spoken to Connor, and then like Connor's not going to press charges, and he knows that um, he was trying to get the situation under control, and then, you know there will be repercussions, and whether Khabib will be stripped of the title, we don't know. He did go on to say that the committee are withholding Khabib's money, fight money, whereas they're giving it to McGregor. And you know, so in this situation, you know, I was reading all the comments, I was listening to Dana talk, man, and honestly, man, I think it's a whole double standard things. I think because Dana White and McGregor fuck each other up the arse all the time, you know, they they're, they're fuck buddies, they're good buddies, man. Like he's trying to protect his his asset or his million dollar fuck boy there, his his best his his uh, his his lover there, and um, you know, I just think that. Uh, he if if McGregor were to do this stuff, he wouldn't, uh, you know, he wouldn't have got too much brunt of it. Now, uh, you know, he wouldn't. There wouldn't be talk of him stripping him of the title and shit or anything like that or anything like that. You know, now so that's where the double standard comes into play. And the reporters were asking Dana White as well. Do you think that you um do you, do you regret using this footage, this bus footage to hype the ta- uh, hype the fight? And do you regret like do you have any boundaries or like of what Connor said and stuff? And he was like, no, this is the fight game. This is the fight game. Anything, everything's off limits. This is the fight and shit like that. I mean, if 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 if, if this was uh, Khabib taking uh, being racial to them, then it's a whole different story, isn't it, Dana? It's a whole different story, Dana. Like I, 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 th- I just think you're uh, a two-faced, uh, double-standard uh, piece of shit in this in this aspect, right? Although, like, I don't, uh, I, I don't condone what Khabib did, but I do understand it. I do understand it. Like, I understand why he did it. I don't say I, I, I uh, what he did wasn't right, but I do understand why he did it, right? So I just think that, you know, it's a whole double standard thing and what people were commenting and um, me seeing as well was right, was right. I think, you know, if it was McGregor who did this, he wouldn't be as severely punished as Khabib is. Uh, they're still not in talk yet if they're going to strip him of the title, the discussion's ongoing. The Nevada uh, Sport and Athletic Committee have got to make that decision. And so, yeah, let's see what happens. Khabib did come out to the press conference afterwards, right? He said that, look, guys... Uh, this is not my best side. I do apologize to Vegas. I apologize to this, the committee, but this is not my best side. But this guy talked about my religion, my country, my father. Uh, like, would you expect me? You're surprised at me jumping in the cage. Would you expect me to do? You know. And so he goes. You know, I don't know why you're painting me as a bad guy. You know. Uh, would you expect me to do if he's talking about all this and all that about myself and about my country, about my wife, my family, anything like that? Would you expect me to do? Right. And no, like I respect to Khabib, you know, like he done the balls, he had the balls to do something. What many people probably wouldn't do in it, you know, just maybe risk his professional career to, you know, show that you know this this trash talking thing. He even went on to say that you know this 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 sport here, it's not a trash talking sport, right? This is a respect sport, you know. 
you know, it's not it's not a business where it's not a sport to trash talk and, you know, say disrespectful things to each other and things like that about especially about someone's culture, someone's religion, someone's family, anything like that. That's where you need to draw the line. So, um he goes into state, you know, I'm sorry to Vegas, I'm sorry to the committee, sorry to the fans. Uh but you know, I'm still undefeated, I'm still the lightweight champ of the world. And yeah, and then he took his belt and he walked off. So no, oh, shouts out to Khabib. Uh fantastic fight. Uh, great fight, great win for you, and uh, very entertaining fight. I love watching that, and obviously the debacle afterwards. You know that was entertaining to see. Uh, I, uh, I do understand why you did it, uh, but I do agree as that um, you know you're wrong for doing it. Uh, but I do understand why he did it. So you know, shouts out to Khabib. Where McGregor goes for me, I don't know. He did tweet out that you know, uh, good knock. I'm ready for the rematch. Uh, let's see. You know, let's see if there is a rematch in line. Uh, let's see how 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 loud McGregor will get. Uh, he did uh, he was he has signed a six fight deal with UFC. This being his first fight, so let's see what uh, future opponents for McGregor look like. He put a photo of himself today. He goes uh, uh, won the battle, the war, something like that, and then um, he's, he's just like a uh, uh, good fight. Uh, lost the battle, but won the war. And something like that. So I was just like, what the fuck, man? You lost everything. Just shut up. You know? Seriously, just shut up. <laughs> uh, like McGregor, like, I respect McGregor as a fighter. As a fighter, I respect him. But as a person, I don't think I do. Because of some of this disrespectful stuff that he's always said. He, he was evident in the Floyd fight as well. He said a lot of disrespectful things for Floyd. Uh, doing the dance, saying dance for me and stuff like that. And talking to his trainers, calling them monkeys and things like that. Very disrespectful. Uh, and obviously now him doing all this stuff to Khabib. Uh, yeah, so I don't agree with that at all. So yeah, let's see where McGregor goes from here. Let's see the fallout from this. So how would they uh, uh, deal with Khabib, and you know what 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 the repercussions will be on that sense. But yeah, great fight nonetheless. Shouts out to Khabib for winning. Great fight, entertaining to watch. And let's just see what comes out next on this. Right. Yeah, so that's news and sport for you, ladies and gentlemen. And now let's move on to the album talk, right? So we we were blessed with two albums this week. Uh, first coming courtesy of two of the hardest uh, spitters in New York, one being a legend and one being an up-and-coming uh, artist, Dave Easton Styles P. So they dropped their collab album, Beloved, this last week. Uh, yeah, so I was, uh, I, not much was known about the project. We just knew that they were they're bringing out a project. And you know, and it was going to feature the locks, and yeah, yeah so not not much no not much was known, and then they dropped it off on Friday, beloved, right? And it comes a total of thirteen tracks, all comes in about forty two minutes or so. We got features from Dice Payne, Jazzy, the locks, as we said, Tish Hyman, yeah. So we got thirteen tracks here. There you features there. And boy, oh boy, oh boy, what a hard motherfucking album this is. It's that gurry, grimy New York shit. Oh, the shit I like, man. This this album goes fucking hard in the gym. That was the first time I listened to this on Friday when I was tearing up my shoulders in the gym, clanging and banging, you know, just getting it in. This album goes hard in the gym, ladies and gentlemen. Really good album to work out to for you guys doing weights and shit like that, man. It's just, it's just one to get you in the mood. And it is a yeah, very hard album. I thoroughly enjoyed it. 
right really really good album here dave talking that shit stars talking that shit as well oh it's literally like the og talking to the young og you know it's great man the chemistry is great they flow so good they flow really good together on the track they're back and forth as well really really good i really enjoyed it i did really really enjoy it uh, and uh, it is possibly notching uh, a spot on the top albums of this year or or you know could own uh deserve his own category category as one of the hardest albums of this year <laughs> so yeah really good track so we've got track one beloved with dice pain track two is lit track three four for all my for my people track four shout on my hood track five don't cross me featuring jazzy track six exotic shit track seven don't know do you know what time it is track eight cut from a different cloth one probably if one or if not my favorite track on the album track nine rare breed track 10 we got everything track 11 this is probably my second favorite song on the album in the jungle featuring tish hyman Track 12, Thoughts and Models, and track 13, Load My Gun, featuring the locks. But my third favourite track on the album, man, like seriously. But front to back, this album is hard as nails, ladies and gentlemen, hard as nails. If you're into all that guttery, grimy, New York street talk shit, this album is for you. You want to end this album's for bars, this album is for you. This album's for all that tough talk, this album is for you. Man, this, this is a great album great album really really good album and yeah i thoroughly enjoyed listening to it as i said my favorites being cut from a different cloth in the jungle load my gun and that's not to say and that's not to say oh <laughs> uh that's not to say uh that uh the rest of the songs are are bad they're not uh front to back i, I really like this album i'm just pointing out my favorites i can listen to this uh, I listened to this today and I was just like, still, man, I was at my desk and I was still like, yeah, man, that made me want to punch my computer screen. <laughs> yeah, great, great album there by Davies and Styles P with Beloved. So you guys go check that out. Go check out it. It's hard as fucking nails. Go check it out. You know, tear up your shit in the gym to it. Listen at your desperate drive to it, yeah, man. It'll get your gas. It'll get you pumped, man. Seriously, it'll get you pumped. And yeah, so shouts out to Davies and Styles P with his beloved album. Great album there. Shouts out to you guys, big fans of you guys. Right, and then the other release this week came from another OG. Uh, it came from T.I. Tip. Yes, uh, T.I. dropped off his 10th studio album, The Long Awaited Dime Trap. Right, we, we heard about Dime Trap about two years ago. And that he was working on this album, but it didn't see the light of day. Obviously, he's been busy doing other stuff. He released a lot of other EPs, and yeah, he's just been focused on himself. Uh, so, this week uh, he dropped off this Dime Trap album, right? And obviously, we talked about the track listing and the features. We've got uh, Yo Gotti on Rafe. We got Meek Mill on Hefe. Young Thug with the Weekend. At least I know with Anderson Park. More and more with Jeezy, Pray for More with YFN Lucci, Track 14 You with Tiana Taylor, Track 15 Be There with London J. Uh, yeah, so you got you got I got a lot lot of features on here, right, from some well known artists. And yeah, so our album comes to about an hour and a minute long, it's 15 tracks. So yeah, and uh, 
Yeah, man. Like overall, man, this album was it was a good album by Tip, man. A really good album. It shows that it, 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 it his sound has matured. It shows that he's matured. What he's rapping about, or, or like he's he's acknowledging his fuck ups, uh, especially on the track the, the amazing Mister Fuck Up. That's that's uh, he's talking about all his problems and how he's fucked up and things like that. Track seven, at least I know, he's talking about you know like uh, him trying to. Uh, rectify these fuck ups and what to do and you know uh, so that, that that was that was really good to hear and you know we got the bangers with Hefe and Rafe um, you got like the braggadocious tracks with uh, Big Old Drip and uh, yeah so it's a very very mature album from uh, T.I. and I did enjoy listening to it I did enjoy listening to it it is a, it is a good album and obviously you got your Lovey Dovey records you got the classic T.I. Girl record with The Weeknd with Young Thug we talked about that last week um, yeah and then you've got like uh, the the boss talk and the tough talk with, with the track with him and Jeezy more and more and you've got another like a clubby sort of record with Pray For Me with YF and Lucci and then you've got another like a lady centric track with you with Tiana Taylor so yeah uh, a good album from Tip, man. A good album from Tip. I did enjoy listening to this album. Shows you a more, uh, a more mature side of Ti, and uh, just like uh, as Charlemagne puts it, adult contemporary trap music, as he says. And Charlemagne's gone on to state that you know this is Ti's best body of work. Oh, I don't know if I would go that far. Uh, to me, uh, he's class. He's got a classic album in the form of King, um, Paper Trail as well. I know for me, Paper Trail, because I grew up listening to that, that holds a special place in my heart. For me, that's his best album, in my opinion, because obviously for the stuff I was, uh, from the time frame I was growing up in and stuff like that, I listened to that album countlessly. And yeah, so for me, that's my favourite album, my his best album for me, uh, in my sense. But uh, this album here, as I said, um, it is a good album, it is a good album, and it's, and, and it's worth a, a listen as well, especially for you... Uh, uh, Ti fans and you know OG fans, the old school fans as well, definitely worth a listen. And for you new fans as well, man, just to you know catch you up on you know just the just the OGs that came uh, before you, you know, and you know just to listen to what they've been through in the game and things like that. This is a good uh, way to uh, find that out from this Dime Trap album from Ti and get you brushed up on your Ti knowledge, or you know so. Very good, very good album from T.I. I did thoroughly enjoy listening to that as well. Um, as I said, favourites for me uh, would be Hefe, would be Rafe, Weekend, Amazing Mr. Fuck Up, At Least I, uh, at least I Know with Anderson Park, uh, You with uh, Tiana Taylor, More and More with Jeezy. Yeah, man, those those would be my favourite tracks on the album. So, yeah, uh, a good, good album from T.I. From a year that's already been stacked full of good releases, uh, it's very good to see the OGs putting out good quality music as well and competing with these younger artists uh, as well. So yeah, shout out to Ti for the for a good album with the Dime Trappy. That's on your streaming services. Go listen to that now and let me know what you guys think. Yeah, so a very jam packed week full of music, news, and all sorts of fuck shit, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that's a very busy week we've had. And it's only going to get busier. We've got some releases coming up this week, as we said. Quavo with his album. LMA with his album. And, yeah, any other surprises we might see or any other releases that we might see as well. 
and yeah let's see uh, all the fallout from all the other stuff as well what happens this week and as always your boy Mr. Q will keep you up to date with all this stuff via his Instagram and via the podcast as well so you know don't worry uh, this is one of, one of your places to get all the information on the hip hop and R&B industry or the culture and the news and what's going on uh, yeah so uh, I'm here for all of that ladies and gentlemen <laughs> so yeah right so, as we wrap up our episode uh, today, ladies and gentlemen, you know how we do, we've got to transition into the sleeper segment this week, and I've been listening to a lot of great music, a lot of great music this week, and you know, um, uh, it was tough picking um, tough picking a record uh, to listen to, you know, uh, or to play as a sleeper, right? Uh, so... Uh, it was very tough, but I stumbled across uh, probably uh, one of my favourite tracks I've listened to in a long time now, right? And it is a, uh, re- a remake, or it is a uh, remix, if you want to call it, uh, or a different take on a classic record, right? Uh, so I'm going to play uh, a, a, an artist that I haven't played before, I haven't really known about, but... Um, Name is FYB, right? And uh, this is featuring Jack Quise, C Trillionaire, Boki, FYB Tevin, and the Queen, the Queen something, right? And this is Maria. And uh, for you OG fans out there, you'll know the track uh, that uh, this is like a remix cover or a flip of. So let's get into these vibes, ladies and gentlemen. This is FYB with Maria featuring Jack Quise. C Trillionaire, Boki, FYB Tevin, and the Queen. The Queen something. <laughs> so, yeah, let's get into these vibes, ladies and gentlemen. Let me take Shaka. Let me take Shaka. Maria, Maria. Goddamn, Jackie's killing it, man. Brand new, brand new FYB. Don't touch that, doll. Maria, Maria. She's living a life just like a movie star. Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. She wants the fame, she wants the money. Bad little chick named Maria. Find to tell you should have said She was always wearing designer clothes Always with the finest hoes She know the niggas working at the door She be fucking with the club promoters Straight niggas spend a check on her Little bitches pump respect on her So I call myself Cornicea Yeah, I'm fucking with Maria You see, I heard she had to fire your brain The type to make you lose your man So I hit the door, then we hit the bed It's obvious I got some hair She caught a young nigga at perfect timing She had some niggas from behind me They tryna find me Try can't be slipping, you tripping, you know I stay ready. No, I stay ready. When I hit the club, 30 minutes, she flexing my section. Flexing my section. She caught in my eyes, she don't care about love and affection. Love and affection. Maria, Maria. Maria, 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 Maria. She reminds me of my East Side story. Like a movie star. Oh, oh, oh. 
she wants the fame, she wants the money. Yeah. Shot a bad no. But I dig her features and I really like her more. Shot in front of the hood and I know that bitch so trouble. That's the type of hoe with that crazy big brother. Fucking this whatever, we look down good together. Pull up to a spot and then she let me hit one up. Yeah, I had the blessing. Now we never stress. Busy counting money, so I didn't see the mess. Let's shout at your freak and she ready. She knew I keep the wop and I count fatty. I let her face me, boss, no spaghetti. She ride it in like a Lexus. She ride it and she be flexing. She pop her shit like a bar. She trying to take off with a star. Something to prove, baby, you should know. She trying to fuck on a nigga right at the show. And that bag on her arm, yeah, it cost the most. She just rocked it real good, she ain't break a boast. I just gotta stay focused from coast to coast. And you know how we come in, man, likes a toast. But I gotta stay humble and blow this dough. Radio 118.9, don't touch that dial there. That was FYB with Jack Weiss and uh, C Trillionaire and uh, a bunch of other people that uh, I cannot be asked to name. <laughs> but yeah, that's FYB and with Maria. Brand new vibes there, ladies and gentlemen, brand new vibes. Don't touch that dial there. <laughs> Some more Mr. Q coming up. <laughs> yeah, that's FYB. That shouts out to FYB. Jack Weiss, FYB Tevin, De Quincy Gates, and C Trillionaire and Boki with that Maria flip of that classic record uh, by Carlos Santana, Maria Maria. Yeah, and DJ Khaled also used that for Wild Thoughts as well. So, yeah, uh, classic record there and uh, a lovely flip of that with Jack Weiss. Jack Weiss killing it these days, ladies and gentlemen. He's killing it, man. Seriously, only on songs that are not his. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, that, that wraps us up this week, ladies and gentlemen, uh, for this uh, week's episode. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. Thank you for listening, if you did. And I uh, hope I've provided you guys with some good content. And, you know, we'll be back here, same time, same place, next week. And, you know, before we go, i got to hit my drop one time for these bitches. Quintessential. <laughs> Peace out. Till next week, ladies and gentlemen.